I was working for the fire department that day with a partner that I'd worked many shifts with. Uh, still to this day, I would say she's one of the greatest partners I've ever had. Uh, we got dispatched in the middle of the day, probably around noon time, to uh, call for a gentleman outside of a liquor store acting strangely. So this is pretty vague, but it sounded like it's just some drunk guy, and uh, we're going to go pick him up and bring him to the hospital, you know? Uh, but when we get close to the scene, we're driving down the street, and we see a police car parked in the middle of the road, and an officer is standing outside the car, and he's speaking to a gentleman who <laughs> looks a little out of sorts. So this guy is like 25 years old. He's got hair down to his chest, pretty much, or his mid-back, and he has, he's skinny, he's scraggly, he looks like a hippie, you know? And upon closer inspection, we realize that this guy has both of his legs in one pant leg of his sweatpants, and his shoes are off, and he's standing in front of a liquor store in a little flower bed, holding a beer. We get closer, we get out of the truck, and we hear the cop telling the guy, if you open that beer can, I'm going to arrest you for an open container in public. Do not open that beer can. And the guy has his finger on the tab of this can, and he's like half cracking it, just just pushing his limits, just barely cracking this beer, not fully opening it, and taunting the cop. And the cop's obviously getting mad, but looks exacerbated, doesn't know what to do. You know, this guy's giving him a hard time, and uh, obviously something's weird. So we walk up and we talk to the guy, and we say, hey man, put that beer down. And when we talk to him, he put the beer right down, no big deal. But we notice that he's a little off, and he's kind of slow to answer, and he's laughing, and, and he's having a pretty good time. So... We start asking him, you know, what are you doing down here, man? Why are you at this liquor store? What, what what brings you out here today? And he thought that he was in a different city that's another 20 miles north of where we were. And he was looking to go to a festival, like a, a music festival, and have a good time. So he obviously wasn't there, and he had no idea which city he was in. So he's going to the hospital with us either way, because he's unable to care for himself at that point. But... He doesn't want to say anything in front of the cop. So, you know, the conversation kind of flips back to like, hey, why are your pants like that? And he tells us, you put these on me this way. We're like, no, no, we didn't. We got here and they were on you. He's like, you did this to me. I wouldn't put my pants on this way. You did it. So we're like, <laughs> me and Colleen are laughing, you know, it's so weird. But whatever, we convince the guy to get on the stretcher. So he fixes his pants and he gets on the stretcher. And we put him in the ambulance, and when it's just me and him alone with no cop there, I said, listen, I can't tell the cop anything about your medical condition. I won't tell the cop anything about what's going on, but you need to be honest with me. Like, what's what's happening? And he's like, oh, I ate a bunch of acid, and I'm tripping. So I'm like, all right, man, that's cool. Like, no big deal. Like, for me personally, that doesn't bother me. This guy can do all the acid he wants. Like, he might not want to be out in public, but whatever, good enough, man, you're going to a music festival, you're going to have some fun, so he's got his hand clenched super tight, and 
I'm still talking to him, but uh, I'm kind of like looking at his hand, trying to see what's in there. And I'm like, hey, man, what do you have in your hand? I just wanted to make sure that he wasn't going to take any more drugs uh, or anything like that or hurt himself or anything like that while we're together. I wanted to make sure he didn't have a, a weapon on him. Like he had his fun, but now we're going to the hospital and he's going to have to ride this trip out there. Uh, and he's not going to take anything else. And I don't want him to swallow anything thinking I'm going to arrest him or anything like that. So I'm what's in your hand? Nothing. He's like a little kid. He's holding his hand away from me. Nothing. No, nothing. And I talk to him and I'm like, you got to tell me what's in your hand. Give me what's in your hand. And finally, he reluctantly opens up his hand and he drops into my hand. I had a glove on, but he drops into my hand five bags of heroin. And, like, little wax paper bags, little powder at the bottom of each one. I ask him, is this heroin? He's like, yup. Like, is this personal use or are you going to sell this? Like, what are you doing with this stuff, man? And he's like, oh, it's just personal use. I was going up to the festival. I'm an addict. I, I, you know, I ate some acid, but I still need the heroin so I'm not sick. And I was just going up there to have a good time. So, at that point, I ask him, do you shoot this stuff up? Do you put this in a, in your veins or do you sniff it or what do you do with it? And he says, I use needles. I, I inject it. And I said, do you have any needles on you now? Are there needles in your pockets? Are there needles? He had a big black backpack with it just jammed full of stuff. It was obvious. And any needles on you? And he's like, no. And I'm like, listen, I won't tell the cop anything. We'll get rid of this stuff. We'll get you to the hospital. We'll get you the help you need. If you want to talk to them about some uh, substance abuse counseling or talk to them about a program where you can get off of this stuff, like that's the place to do it. But just be honest with me. You can't have any needles on you. I don't want to get stuck. I don't want any of my part. I don't want my partner to get stuck. I don't want the cop to get stuck. I don't want anyone at the hospital to get stuck with a sharp needle. Who knows, you know, if he has any diseases, who knows who's used those needles. And just anyway, even if they're clean, no one wants to get stuck with a needle. So he's adamant. He says, no, no, no. And I give him plenty of chances to tell me if there, if there's needles on them. No, 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 no. So I throw those five bags of heroin into the sharps container to get rid of them. I just toss them in there. No one's fishing through the sharps container. Uh, it's all used, used syringes, used needles, used glucometers in there. Um, so we, I throw them in there and we continue. I do my little assessment. I get his vital signs and everything's good with him. He's, he's medically sound at this time. His vital signs are good. Everything's okay for the, for the time being. So I go to sit down in the airway seat at his head to take a ride to the hospital with him. I wanted to buckle my seatbelt and, and, uh, I went up to that airway seat to sit down. And when I did that, I put his backpack behind him because I didn't want him to be able to reach in there and grab anything. I just, I wasn't going to go through it, but it's his stuff. I just didn't want him to be able to reach in there and, and grab anything out of it or whatever the case may be. Guy was acting a little weird. You know, he's still laughing and having a good time, but I didn't want, I wanted to take away some of the unpredictability of the situation. So when I move his backpack, I look down and I see that there's needle points, the ends of needles sticking out of the pockets of the back of one of the pockets in the backpack. And they were uncapped and it was just obviously right there. And I got so mad. I'm like, dude, I told you I was going to let it go. I told you I wasn't going to get you in trouble for this stuff, but you're putting my whole 
team at risk. You're putting everyone at risk, including yourself. You don't need to get stuck with these needles, and no one else does. Like, I got so mad. Like, I'm being cool with this guy. He obviously can understand what I'm saying. Like, he wasn't, like, so far out of it that that he didn't know what was going on. He tried to put one over on me, you know? And I get that he didn't want to get in trouble, but not cool. So I tell him, you take the needles out of this bag and you throw them in the sharps container right now. And so he does. He takes them out of the bag and he throws them in the sharps container. And when he does that, he unzipped the main compartment of the bag. He's like, what are you doing in there? Do you have more needles in there? And he's like, no, I swear to God, I don't. Um, But I wanted to get something out of there. And I'm like, nope, not right now. And I take his bag back from him. When he's handing the bag the bottom of the bag gets caught on the stretcher handle on the railing of the stretcher and the bag flips upside down and out falls. What I found out later was 800 bags of heroin that were packaged in, in little packages, just stacks and stacks and stacks of this heroin that it turns out this guy was going up to the music festival to sell. And he had, broken my trust with me. I was trying to be cool with him and he lied to me and he had to open needles and I wouldn't have done anything anyway. But at this point, I just thought like, it's important that, that someone knows about this. I can't leave this guy with his bag with all this heroin in it in the hospital. And I'm kind of like, I don't really have the right to look through this guy's bag. Although now that I know this stuff is there, like there's no way I'm giving it back to him. So we transport him the rest of the way to the hospital. We put him in a stretcher there. We get him comfortable. You know, he's still laughing and having a good time. And I tell the uh, I tell the nurse that he's got all this heroin on him. You know, it went from, like, such a funny, weird call with the guy with his, his legs in the one pant leg to, like, man, this guy's, like, not only does he either have a problem or he's selling this stuff to people that do, but he's, like, hiding it and he's, like, got all this stuff at the hospital. So... I don't know what ever ended up happening from it. I remember that it's, like, one of the funniest calls I ever went on in my life. Like, for him to tell us that that we put his pants on that way, and also the way he was taunting that police officer, man, that was hilarious. But, you know, sometimes people out here have a problem, and, uh, you know, it can affect any type of, of uh, economic status, any financial, any neighborhood, any religion, any type of people, you know, these, these, uh, this heroin drug man really gets his feelers into every part of our lives, every part of our communities. And, you know, it's a problem. It's got to get stamped out. Uh, I don't know if they ever called the cops about it. I don't know if they just disposed of it. And that was the end of that, but pretty wild call. Keep them rolling. You stab them, we slab them, turn and burn, whatever you want to say. But we keep going. We keep running these calls. There's always someone else. That's all I got to say about that.